Please pray with me. Oh, Father God, we thank you for the love that won't let us go. You couldn't demonstrate it more clearly to us by sending us your son. So that we know that through his life, through his death, and through his resurrection, we have a love, a love from a God who is, that will not let us go, no matter where we are, no matter what we do. As your people, love will win. Christ has conquered. And we thank you for that love. Come and hold us with that love. And remind us that you will never let us go. And we thank you for the grace and the life that reigns in your love. Amen. You may be seated. The sacred evening, we have a sacred meal that is set before us. It was a meal given to us by Jesus himself. I mean, Jesus gave this meal that first night to his disciples. He said for us to do this in remembrance of the sacrifice and the death that he would give and lay down for us. Amazing symbolism here. But for us to really get the true picture that's going on here, we must remember that even at that meal, that first meal, before anything happened, it was a very symbolic meal. It was a Passover meal. A Passover meal being celebrated by by Jewish disciples. And they would know what this meal represented. Because this was a meal that tangibly communicated the grace of God to them. It tangibly communicated to them that God loved them and that God was for them. It was a very specific meal that they were supposed to eat at a very specific time for a very specific meaning. That God would work powerfully to free them. That God would free them from slavery, the slavery of Egypt. That God would would lead them to the promised land. And so of all this teaching and of all the things we've already read, you have to know that there was already rich symbolism in the room. There was already rich meaning of what was happening. But that rich meaning was about to change. It was about to become infinitely more significant. Because the Passover meal would change into the Lord's Supper. As the Passover remembers the exodus from Egypt, this meal reminds us that through Christ's death, that we will pass over into life. It was in this setting that we see that Jesus is actually the Passover lamb. That this Passover lamb that was slaughtered was just a picture of what was to come. And that Paul will tell us that Jesus is our Passover lamb who would spill his blood so that, listen, so that we could truly be set free. That now, free from the power of sin, free from the power of death that we can truly be ushered into the promised land of the love of God and a place with him. We could experience through Christ Jesus, listen, the ultimate exodus. Have you experienced that? 
It was while they were eating the meal. They were eating the meal that Jesus would take the bread. And he would break the bread. And after he had given thanks, he, he broke it. And he said, take and eat. Take and eat. Interestingly, the same exact verbiage that scripture tells us of how man and woman fell into sin and ruin. It was the sin of of the forbidden fruit that they took and they ate. And because of their rebellion from God and because of partaking of that and eating of it, sin, death, cancer, divorce, prodigals, our brokenness became a reality. Because we took and ate. How bad is the sin problem in this world? How bad is this separation from holy God? How bad was it? Let me tell you how bad. It took God dying to fix it. The problem that we have with a holy God. And the chasm that exists between who we are naturally as sinners and who he is as holy, almighty, creating God only could be bridged through the death of God himself, the death of God's own son, Jesus. That's the only way he could solve that problem. And it isn't interesting as he told his disciples, he told us, take and eat. This is the reverse of the curse. Take and eat. This is going to bring life to everything that was broken. Take and eat. This will make all things new. Take and eat. I am the hope that finally has arrived to reverse the curse. He said, this is my body. It's given for you. Given so that you and I could be forgiven. He also said, drink from this cup. Because this cup represents the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Blood that was shed so that you and I would be cleansed. This meal that Jesus gave his disciples and to us is a tangible reminder of the sacrifice. But the question tonight is this, is this meal for you? Isaiah 53 Amazingly, the prophet Isaiah, some 700 years before the birth of Christ, would tell us of the significance of this meal and the significance of Christ's sacrifice. Let me read to you God's word out of Isaiah 53. Hear the words of the prophet Isaiah, foreshadowing what Christ would do. Who has believed us what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hid their faces, He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. 
he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. And he was afflicted. Yet he opened out his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, living, stricken for the transgressions of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence. And there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet, it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offering. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul to death. And was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many. And makes intercession for the transgressors. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? It's a song we often sing at a night like this. Were you there? I remember my first time ever going into Jerusalem. It was at night. As we checked into our hotel and we had a wonderful porch that looked out over the city, I had this incredible feeling that I was there before. And not in a weird moment of reincarnation or time travel. But in the biblical realization that according to Scripture, my sin was there. Not just a part, but all of it. And by God's incredible mercy and grace, Jesus bore my sins on the cross. And I felt I had been there before. Is this story for you? Is this sacrifice for you? Well, the question could be answered is how personal is Isaiah 53, 4 through 5 for you? Let me read it the way I read it, realizing he did this for me. Can you read it likewise? Surely he, Jesus, has borne or carried, taken away my griefs. That Jesus carried my sorrows. Yet I esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But Jesus was pierced for for my transgressions or my rebellions. He was crushed for my iniquities. He was crushed because I'm guilty. Upon him was the chastisement that brought me peace. And then through his wounds, I am healed. These are my sins. My sins are there. But there's more. Was Jesus the one 
who was the fulfillment of Isaiah 53. Is this for you? Can you say in verse 6, all of us like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. Jesus was oppressed and Jesus was afflicted and Jesus opened not his mouth. Like a lamb to be led to slaughter, like a sheep that is before its shears is silent. So Jesus opened not his mouth. This is clearly my savior. This is clearly my my savior named Jesus who bore my sins. And this is clearly my story. This is my story, the story that by God's grace and the depth of a love that will not let me go, who defines who I am. Is this your story? Is this your story? Can you say, those were my sins? Can you say, that was my Savior? And if you can, by God's grace, you can say, this is our story. This is his story. And this is his loving story that he would pour out his love so that we could be called his children, his beloved. And he says to all of us who can say by God's grace that yes, this is my story. He says, come, come again, take and eat. Come, the bread was broken. Listen, if this is your story, the bread represents the body that was broken for you. Come, the blood that was shed was shed for you. So that you and I could be forgiven. Come. Scripture tells us that for us to partake of this meal. We should never do it in an unworthy manner. Which really means this. Is that we should not take of a meal. That's a tangible sign. Declaring my sins. My savior. My story. If it's not your reality. Because this is just a symbol. A sign of what Christ has done. But if the reality is not in your heart, Scripture says don't partake of this. To do so is is dangerous and unhealthy. But for all who acknowledge brokenness, sinfulness, repentance in God's grace and faith, He bids us to come. To come and partake. It's such a sacred meal. We're going to ask parents to withhold the meal from your children until a time that they meet with the church leaders and can discern with them if they really understand that this was their sin, their savior, their story. The ushers will dismiss you by rose. Uh, You can come and partake at that time. We'll be singing. Um, Let me encourage you to reflect. Reflect on your sins. Reflect on your savior. And reflect is, this is now your story. We're going to be using what we call intention method. Uh, there'll be different tables you'll see set up with pastors and elders present as you're dismissed. Come to the assigned table. Let me encourage you to, to take enough piece of bread. You're going to dip it into the wine. And so uh, let me encourage you to get a decent sized piece so you can dip that into the wine. You'll also see that there's going to be a few circles set up for prayer. Um, prayer is at any time. If you're here and you'd like some church leaders to pray with you, for you, uh, we would be honored to do that after you partake, before you partake. 
if tonight you want to come and pray. Praise, confession, needs. We would be honored to pray for you. So at any time at the service you want to do that, you can. Again, it was on that very night that Jesus was betrayed that after he gave thanks, he broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples as he gives it to us tonight. And he says, this is my body given for you. I want you to do this in remembrance of me. And I want you to do this as long as it takes for me to come back. So that you will never forget of the love that will not let you go. And in like manner, he took the cup and again gave thanks. And he said, this cup is the new covenant. The new covenant in my blood. My blood that will be shed for the remission of sins for many. I want you to drink of it, all of it, all of you. So come, let me pray. Jesus, you couldn't have been more clear about the depth of our sin problem and the depth of the chasm that exists between holy God and sinful man. But Jesus, you and you alone, as Son of Man and Son of God, can and did bridge that gap for us. And you did it through your life, and you did it through your death, and you did it through your resurrection. And Jesus, you never wanted your disciples and you never wanted your family. You never wanted your church to forget the depth of your love and the depth of the sacrifice that truly set us free. And we thank you for the bread that is broken that represents your body given for us. We thank you for the blood that was shed that could make us as white as snow although our sin is like crimson. Holy Spirit, come. Come and do that which only you could do. Feed your people through this tangible reminder of Christ's sacrifice and love for us. We pray this in Christ's powerful name. Amen.